Hello and thanks for joining us once again for the Inspire, Create and Shine podcast, where we discuss life, love, literature and the arts from a Christian perspective. This is your host, Melanie D from MelanieDTheAuthor.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. Hey, what's up, you guys? I just wanted to drop in um, to do something a little different today because lately I've been on this poetry kick. I've been writing some of my own. I've been reading other poetry because I'm a poetry um, fan. Um, I've always loved the languages. You know, they're all different types. There's some that rhyme. There's some that don't. You know, they're different um, styles, all of that, spoken word, all of it. But anyway, if you are a lover of love and romance movies love stories um, romance films all of those things you may have heard of the author the legendary author Jane Austen she's known for a lot of great works Um, some of her books have been made into film and one of my favorite films by her is Pride and Prejudice and particularly the one starring Keira Knightley and um, who I forget the young man she stars with but anyway she's the main star Keira Knightley but the two characters um, who are love interest in the film, the primary love interest in the film is um, the character named Darcy and the young lady named Elizabeth Bennett. And so one of the lines that he says in the film is that he describes a poetry as the food of love. And I'm like, oh my God, I totally relate. I know in the film, him and Elizabeth Bennett were kind of, she kind of disagreed with him. She said, it, I guess I could agree with you only if the love was a big, stout love, like this great, grandiose love, not just this small, fry-type love. And she's like, yes, okay, maybe so. Otherwise, poetry will kill that relationship or that love dead if you try to hit somebody with some poetry and the relationship is fairly new or they are not re- you're not sure if they're interested in you or whatever. But anyway, anyway, I wanted to bring that quote up because... I kind of agree that poetry is definitely the food of love. You know, I'm a person who loves words. I'm a logophile, so I love the written word, spoken word, any types of words. I listen to audiobooks. I'm a writer. I'm an author. I'm a poet as well. I love to hear other people's poetry. I love to hear books, all these types of things I love. So um, I recently came across this, this, um, this poet who had some awesome um, poetry in one of his newest books Um, I just wanted to read a few lines from his book Um, they're just like some of them are just like one line or some of them are sentences some of them are like a whole paragraph but nevertheless he's talking about love he's talking about you know a new relationship he's talking about um, uh, adventures in life he's talking about friendships he's talking about all kinds of subjects but the the predominant the predominant subject matter in the book was on love and relationships and how he sees love and so I just want to read a few of these because I I don't want to like take all his material but as I was listening to his audiobook recently um, I had to pause I was like oh my god have you ever read something and it just makes you silent like you just get quiet after you read it like what like whoa dude or girl oh my god oh you gotta ask somebody did you just hear that did you hear that oh my god it's like that when I read the Bible sometimes, um, specifically because I definitely love the Word of God. I really love the Word. It's, that's one of the most powerful books ever written, basically. So 
don't think nothing can top that. But anyway, back to this guy, this poet. I want to give you a few lines from his book. Um, I'm going to read a few on love. He also talks about, um, well, you'll hear it. These ones that I, that I highlighted that I'm going to read to you tonight, um, these are some of the ones that made me stop and either think about it and try to understand it or stop and like to savor what he was saying. Or it's like some of it I could relate. I was like, oh my God, I felt that. Like, oh, I get that. I feel that. So I just want to read a few and then I'm going to have my little commentary with it, okay? So just follow along with me. And listen, when you hear this um, podcast, if there's a poet that you love, a poet that you uh, uh, particularly love, maybe that I'm not even aware of, let me know who some of your favorite poets are. My Angelo is definitely one of my favorites and she's no longer living but still one of my favorites um but yeah this guy here is probably one of my favorites now okay anyway let me just read some of what he has first first quote my atoms love your atoms it's chemistry very simple but it sure hits the nail on the head if there's chemistry between you and somebody else that's a beautiful way of describing it my atoms the atoms inside of me everything that makes up me my cells my blood my vessels my atoms all the things inside of me that you can't see they love your atoms and that's why there's chemistry between us is that awesome okay here's another one to me this speaks of marriage and how two souls become one flesh He says, true love comes when you lose where you end and they begin, and the atoms in your souls forget where they belong. So there's a mingling, there's a mingling, I love that. And slowly you become pieces of each other, too close now to ever be apart. Is that beautiful or what? When you become one with somebody, you all are so intertwined, your cells, your atoms all the particles that make you you your dna it's all mixed up together and so it's like there is no way to separate you now true love is like that no matter what tries to come between it no matter what happens and the thing is people don't always stay together as far as relationships are concerned marriages break up all the time but i believe that and relationships break up all the time but i believe that if there's ever been true love in the mix that love is not going anywhere baby i promise you love lasts forever and so if you've ever been truly in love and especially if you've been together for a long time that love is cemented that union and that that love is so intertwined that no matter near or far you will always love that person even if you move on even if you go separate ways even if you get someone else down the road love does not die and it's not saying there's some kind of uh, disrespect where you won't respect boundaries and things like that. It's just the fact that love still exists because God is love. God is love and God does not end. Beautiful. Okay. Probably going to do maybe three more, three or four more. Okay. Um, there are some other ones. I'm, I'm going to focus on the ones that he mentioned on love. Okay. He said, Okay, this is a like a paragraph, so it's fairly long. But anyway, let me read this part. Does the sun promise to shine? No, but it will even behind the darkest clouds. And no promise will make it shine longer or brighter, for that is its fate. To burn until it can burn no more. To love you is not my promise, but my fate. 
to burn for you until I can burn no more. Is that awesome or what? Again, here this man is describing and comparing his love to the way that the sun shines and the way that the sun burns. The sun has no power over what it's capable of and what it does. Love just, it's just its nature to shine and to burn bright and long. And he's also, he's so he's basically saying that in the same way, he, he can't promise to love you because it's inevitable. He loves you so he's destined to love you. He's destined to burn for you until he can burn no more. Is that beautiful or what? Profound and absolutely romantic and beautiful. Okay, listen to this one. Break my heart and you will find yourself inside. Think about that. When you love somebody, especially if you end up, if you both love each other, but even if you don't, when someone truly loves you, they carry you in their heart. Figuratively, they carry you with them in their heart. And so if you decide that you're going to break their heart you understand that a piece of you will be broken because you're inside you're broken as well so it's basically saying don't do that unless you also want to feel that same pain of being broken as well not only that you're losing a great person so naturally you'll be broken beautiful description is so short a statement break my heart and you'll find yourself inside beautiful profound um okay let me see another one i worry there's something broken in our generation there are too many sad eyes on happy faces now think about that this is a world of selfies and um everybody's on social media facebook literally facebook showing their face and their highlight reel their happy moments their and so social media is all about showing your highlight reel of, of, of when you have a birthday and you're happy and you're partying and you're celebrating and you're graduating and you're accomplishing this and you're buying that and you have this and you have that, showing all the, the highlights and the strong points and the happy moments of your life. Um, but behind all of that, there are sad moments too. But all we see is this, 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 happy, this happy state that everyone shows. And I was just thinking about the fact that we just went through a year and a half of the pandemic when everybody was going around wearing face masks, covering their noses, covering their mouths. And when you think about it, all you could see and the only way you could really communicate with people was through our eyes. I mean, I know we could, were speaking through the mask, but our main, um, you know how you, you watch for body language, you normally look at somebody's facial expressions. All we had to go by for the most part was people's eyes. And so the eyes say a lot. People, There's a quote that says the eyes are the window to the soul. I believe the Bible says that. And that's so true. You can tell a lot by a person through their eyes. So people sometimes are smiling, but their eyes are so sad. And so social media puts makes people believe sometimes that everybody's always happy-go-lucky all the time. But that's not always the case. And, you know, I'm somebody, I used to take selfies um, on a regular basis. I don't do it so much these days. I used to do selfies um, probably every couple of months. I'd post a new selfie on Facebook, something like that. Or I'd be posting stuff here and there. Every week, once a week, I was taking pictures and posting this, that, and the third. But I stopped doing that after a while. Um, and it's, that's nothing against those who still do that. But I'm just saying, this is a world where everybody's all about selfies and, and putting your best face forward, literally. But never, but don't forget that behind those happy faces, sometimes there are sad eyes. And sometimes there's sadness behind that. Sometimes there's hidden pain behind those masks that we all wear to the public. 
Now, sometimes you're generally happy, but just never, never underestimate the fact that sometimes people are broken behind their smiling faces. So I thought that was a profound statement that he says there's something broken in our generation because he sees too many sad eyes on happy faces. That's profound, beautifully written. Let me get maybe, maybe two more. Okay. Okay. Here's one. I just need you and some sunsets. Beautiful. I'm such a lover of sunsets. Like I know sunrises are beautiful too, but I think if I had to put the two together, I would like a sunset better, especially ones on the beach. Oh my God. Is that beautiful? And so for him to say this, how romantic is that for him to say, I just need you and some sunsets. This man is a Mac, if I ain't never heard one. These statements will really woo a woman if he comes at you with this kind of talk. You know what I'm saying? I just need you, baby girl, and some sunsets. You know what I'm saying? If a dude come at you with lines like that, oh my goodness. And that's not for y'all men to go out here and try to write you some poetry so you can try to mackle on us, us women or any young women out here um, trying to be a player player. Okay, we don't want y'all to do that. But I'm just trying to tell y'all, poetry is powerful, especially if you're a woman who loves written word spoken word but you know what you got to back up them words because <clears throat> love is not just words it's in word and deed is action behind it as well okay so <clears throat> i think i'm going to read maybe one or two more because i can't use all of his um content i just want to use a few more but this man his poetry is so profound and so beautiful and so <clears throat> excuse me i just had to share some of it with you um last one I'm going to read is let me find one that I like that I really like this is for the writer in you those out there who love words like I said you're a local file or you're a writer you can totally relate to this some write for fun others write because if they didn't the words would grow and fester and burst from the seams of their souls some words are safer down on paper now I'm going to tell you I write in all kinds of mediums and all kinds of ways I write articles books poetry plays songs all types of things so when they say some people write for fun sometimes I do I just write for fun just because I felt like writing and or if I'm having a writing contest or something it's just for fun but then it says others write because if they didn't the words would grow and fester and burst from the seams I'm also like that okay some people can just sit down and just go for it <clears throat> in general that's not how I write I normally write from inspiration or something triggered me, something I saw, something I heard, something I felt. And so I'm led to write something based on those things. Sometimes I'll have a dream. Sometimes somebody else say something to me and it's like it strikes me in such a powerful way that I have to write it down. I'm like, oh my God, let me write this down. And if I can't get to my pen and paper fast enough, it's like, okay, give me my phone. Let me record this audibly quickly before I forget. So I don't care if it's one word, if it's a sentence, if it's a poem, whatever it is, a song. Ooh, this melody came in my head. It's like, oh my God, get it down, get it down, get it down. And so I understand this quote for real. And then the last part of this sentence says, oh, this paragraph says, some words are safer down on paper. If you've ever been to a therapist, sometimes they will have you write letters to yourself or to an enemy. It's not a letter that you will really share with the person. Uh, or someone who's hurt you it's not something that you're going to share with them but it's something to help you um, work out your feelings and your emotions because you don't it's not <clears throat> appropriate or 
um, constructive or helpful to go and like tell somebody off and call them all kind of names. But if you write that stuff out on paper and get it out of your system, it's definitely safer to write it down on paper. So you can write out, you know, you could be yelling on that paper, exclamation point, exclamation point, curse words, whatever. I don't recommend you cursing, but I understand sometimes you have bent up frustration and rage. Get it down on paper, get it out. And then you don't have to go yelling it out. You can just write it out. And then what you do when you're finished, ball it up, burn it, tear it up, whatever, get rid of it, shred it. But you've got them emotions out. So and in the same respect, some people write books to get stuff out. It's safer on paper. You can write a story. You can write um, a book, a uh, self-help book or whatever you're writing. You can write it and put them words down on paper. Um, to get them out, it's like it becomes therapeutic, cathartic for you because now you have it on paper. Um, you're not holding it in. You understand what I'm saying? So writing is therapeutic. So I totally get this. Those of us who are writers and those of us who love, those of us, I'm sorry, who love to read and to listen to audiobooks and, and, and to ingest um, the written word and stuff, we totally get that sentence. The last um, quote of his that I'm going to say tonight I'm going to go back to love. I want to end on a powerful quote on love. So let me find one and then I'm going to close out this podcast. Um, okay, this is more on the ro- the definitely on the romantic side. Listen to this one. When I saw you first, it took every ounce of me not to kiss you. When I saw you laugh, it took every ounce of me not to love you. And when I saw your soul took every ounce of me oh my god is that beautiful in other words there was an attraction a romantic attraction immediately so you but you're restraining that attraction because you're like okay I don't I'm not going to come at you like that I'm just now seeing you so restrain myself in another encounter they saw you laugh she or he is so gorgeous their laugh just really drew me in and then but the last thing that really just sealed the deal so to speak was when they saw your soul this is when you've gotten deeper and closer to this individual and you've gotten to see what makes them who they are what makes them tick their deep heartfelt feelings their deep emotions um, what they really are like on the inside you really see them they're naked before you um spiritually naked um emotionally they're saying when they saw you in that state it took every ounce of them so now it's like they've totally fallen for you so i thought that was beautiful okay that's not the one i'm going to end on i'm actually going to end on this one um she was love at first sight to the blind man in the dark cave think about that figuratively a blind man in a dark cave all he's ever known is darkness and didn't realize that he couldn't even see didn't realize he couldn't see or didn't realize he didn't that he didn't even know what love was until he encountered this love and so the first time he encounters her in other words love at first sight because I believe that's figurative when people say love at first sight this first encounter with this individual let him see what love was because at first he was blind to what love was he was in the dark so when this individual comes into his life he now sees what love really looks like he now 
has experienced love and now he can see how beautiful how romantic is that and so hopefully we all have met that person hopefully we all have encountered that person whether it's our significant other our spouses our children our parents our friends or family member maybe even a stranger but we all should and would be privileged to encounter someone who helps us to see what love is upon our first encounter with them. And I know someone I can share with you right now. He is love personified. And I know I'm getting deep with some of y'all out there, but I'm sorry, you're gonna have to hear me. God is love. And so God is definitely love at first sight. If you've ever felt like a blind man or a blind woman in a dark cave and you've never experienced love or you never and you don't know what love is like, you don't know it when you don't, you don't know it um, when you see it. Well, I'm telling you, get to know God. He is love. And when you encounter him, truly encounter him, invite him into your heart develop a relationship with with God then you will definitely understand and know what love at first sight is really like all right so those who out there the lovers out there <laughs> the local files out there the authors and the readers out there and th- the listeners out there who love a good romance novel who love a good romance film um, I mentioned at the beginning at the beginning the film Pride and Prejudice starring Kira Knightley make sure you go and watch that film it's an awesome film I highly recommend it beautiful love story um also um the poetry is by an author on Instagram I believe he's on Instagram his name is Atticus beautiful poet check it out and of course I also highly recommended God and the number one book that he's starring in is the Bible, <laughs> the B-I-B-L-E. So if you don't, if you want to know what God is like and you want to know who he is, that's where you can begin reading his word, the Bible. Um, shameless plug as well. I want to drop in my book. Um, it was written at the end of, at the very end of last year. It's currently being sold on Amazon. The name of my book is Love Check. How do you measure up? And it's by myself, Melanie D. West. Um, Look that book up. It'll truly bless you. That also breaks it down in very, very simple terms. What love looks like, sounds like, acts like, and is like. There are some beautiful love stories in there by those who've been married, happily married 20, 30, 40 plus years. Um, And there's some more great examples in there of what love is really like. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself a copy. Get your loved ones a copy. You'll be tremendously blessed. Till next time, God bless you. Bye-bye. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, please hit me up at Melanie D, the author at yahoo.com. That's Melanie D, the letter D, the author at yahoo.com or on my website at www.melaniedtheauthor.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful and blessed day.